This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. And recently, the Associated Press reported that there seems to be what you might want to call an exodus of elections officials in many states, including right here in Michigan. Yeah, this is a response to the ways that supporters of former President Donald Trump have demonized clerks and other elections workers since Trump lost the election. Those baseless conspiracies have resulted in death threats, obscene and threatening emails and voice messages and just other really vile treatment toward people who were literally just doing their job, did it well and under some really difficult circumstances. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a period of time where I did not envy them having their jobs at all. And now it sounds like many of them are saying enough is enough. And they're leaving those positions. So what will this mean for elections here in Michigan going forward? We wanted to unpack that. So here to talk about it is someone who runs elections in the county that includes our state capital, Ingham County Clerk Barb Byram. Barb, welcome to Mishmash. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. So, Barb, you were quoted in this AP story about elections officials leaving their jobs. You're still in your job, of course, but what what do you make of this story that clerks and other elections workers are deciding they just don't want to put up with this stuff anymore? Well, they've, they've had it. They've just had it. You know, when our clerks are under fire, that means our democracy is under fire. You know, a Brennan uh, report just recently came out, I think it was yesterday or earlier this week, that one in three election officials in the United States feel unsafe on the job. But that, but let's take that report a little bit further. One in six have reported being threatened because of their work. And that's happening here in Michigan. And some clerks are just saying, you know what? My safety, my sanity, my, 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 my personal happiness is worth more than a job. And some clerks have chosen to retire, not run for office, or just just leave and, and go to a different different area of work. So what do you think this is going to mean for our elections in Michigan specifically going forward? Well, for going, going forward, the next, it, it, you have to wonder who the next generation of clerks are going to be, right? So, so I, in Ingham County, I've, I've hosted election academies, election administrator academies to to train and open the doors for the next generation of election administrators. But here you see that election administrators are being targeted and um, with threats, attacks, armed individuals outside of their homes. Um, so I wonder who the next election administrators will be. And I am concerned that it'll be the same people that are believing the conspiracy theories that are going to Arizona to watch that power grab that had been done over a course of weeks, who have supported overturning the election results, it's going to have the effect of having the inmates run the asylum. That's a really interesting point, that essentially the people who are doing a good job and who are doing it with integrity are going to be scared out and that the only people left are going to be the one who's, who have been bullying them into the into leaving, essentially. I mean, that is my concern. And I think it's imperative that we note that this isn't just happening in other states. Okay, This is happening in Michigan to some of our election administrators, um, many of whom are Republicans. Uh, we have uh, one uh, county clerk who received threats that um, th- that an individual would kill her dog. Mm. That they had seen the inside of her house. 
we have another uh, Republican clerk who um, received just vile voicemails and horrific threats just because she did her job and was correcting the record because she had noticed that there was a growing momentum of disinformation. And so she corrected the record, made a statement. And as a result, the threats that were thrown her way, I, I, I was speechless when I heard mm. some of them. And I have pretty thick skin. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I am rarely a loss for words. So it's, it's very concerning. It's very concerning that our election administrators are being attacked and villainized. So, Barbara, I'm curious, um, and, and if you're if you're willing to talk about it, um, you know, have you yourself experienced uh, these kinds of threats and, and this kind of behavior from people um, in Ingham County or otherwise? Uh, what have you been seeing personally? Well, you know, Jake, I have pretty thick skin. I served in the legislature. I'm a, I'm a crime victim. Um, so I have a higher tolerance, perhaps. Um, but some of the voicemails I have heard that have been left for other clerks, other election administrators, I would have taken, it would have concerned me. Um, Certainly I receive all sorts of um, interesting messages, whether that be uh, via social media or in my my county email, all different ways I receive messages. And and I, I just, I have thick skin, Jake, but if ever I need to alert authorities, I certainly will. Um, but I'm more worried about other clerks that have received really concerning threats um, and threats even on their family. That's, that's just unacceptable. And, you know, we need to hold people accountable for their misbehavior. And if they are going to target election administrators, they need to be held to the fullest extent of the law. So speaking of that accountability, I mean, is there a policy solution to this problem of, of people leaving their positions or is is there a way that the state could better support clerks and election workers? I guess, how do we how do we make these important workers feel safe and supported? Well, we need to hold people accountable. And I mean, just today at a rally um, demanding further audits, audits are required under law, all counties do them. Um, But at the rally today um, demanding more audits, a prominent Republican lawyer called clerks dirty, Mm. whipped a crowd up to the point where they were calling for clerks to be led away in shackles. Mm. People need to be held accountable for rallying crowds like that. Um, now, Now, certainly this is, this, this, is, this is becoming more common behavior um, because make no mistake about it. The harassment has continued um, even after President Trump has left office. But he is to blame here, quite frankly. Um, he has encouraged violence. We cannot be surprised that it has spilled over to individuals who are entrusted with carrying out um, the every vote is counted in the core of our democracy to our election professionals. For months leading up to the election, how many times did we hear the former president say that the election would be rigged if he did not win? Mm -hmm. He gathered the wood, he dumped the fuel, and he supplied the matches. He is responsible for this raging fire 
on our democracy. You know, one thing that I've noticed on sort of a more positive note here, uh, just from knowing t- knowing and talking to elections officials across the state of Michigan, there's kind of a cool thing, I think, that has happened where regardless of party, regardless of sort of, you know, the backgrounds of election workers, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they're the camaraderie between clerks uh, has has really, really become even more sort of strong in the last few months um, it, to, to a point where it's like this rare group of people in America <laughs> that that are so not divided uh, along political lines. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I came into Clerk World um, a little over eight years ago, and I came from a partisan environment, right? So I came from the Michigan legislature. And but, wait, that's partisan? Was, no, no. <laughs> I mean, right? That's surprising. Right? And, you know, uh, county clerks are elected partisanly. The majority of the county clerks are Republicans in our state. And then the local clerks, city and township clerks, some are appointed and some are elected, but the majority of them are Republican. And it has been wonderful dealing with the County Clerks Association um, because we just want to administer elections safely and securely. We want to make sure all qualified registered voters are are afforded the opportunity to exercise their right to vote. And I'm certainly not speaking on behalf of the Michigan Association of County Clerks right now, but it is wonderful how well we work together. Now, certainly individual clerks will disagree on certain policy stance, but we, we just work together. And it has been a breath of fresh air to have an organization to be surrounded by an organization that, that just works to administration, to administer elections and it leaves the partisan politics behind. The problem here, you know, if we're looking at the legislation that's been introduced by the Senate GOP, those 39 bills, the majority of them insert politics into election administration. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not welcomed. <laughs> it's just not. And that's that's unfortunate. Let's talk a bit about the bills that the Senate just approved. Uh, those bills, as you mentioned, would make it harder for many people to vote. They would overhaul Michigan's voter ID requirements, uh, essentially making it so that you could no longer just fill out an affidavit if you forget or don't have your state ID with you at the polls. You'd have to fill out a provisional ballot. Uh, what's what's your reaction sort of more uh, in scope to these to these bills and, and what are your concerns about them? So as introduced, the Michigan Association of County Clerks did oppose. Um, there was a substitute offered and um, the association supported the concept. Uh, the association still had some concerns about practicality and how to cure those, um, those requirements for the voter, how the voter could cure. Um, personally, um, I, I, I would like your listeners to note that Michigan is a photo ID state. Michigan, we require photo ID. There's an affidavit currently that if you are without your photo ID, um, you may you may sign that affidavit under penalty of perjury that you are who you say you are and you should issue be issued a regular ballot and vote your ballot. This legislation uh, the, will do nothing but put voters' personal information at risk and put them at risk of identity theft. This will not make our elections any more safe or any more secure, but it'll do everything to create barriers to the ballot box. And this is legislation in search of a problem. 
It just is. And it's, it's very important for your listeners to note that even one voter who is disenfranchised is too many. And I want to talk a little bit about sort of the bills taken as a whole. Uh, as you mentioned, there are many more bills on the way that have already been introduced. And Michigan is not alone in this, as, as I think most of our listeners know. This is an effort that's been going on across the nation. Can you talk more generally about where this fits into the question of voter suppression? And I know that that is a that is a phrase that um, a lot of people are sensitive about, uh, especially people who are introducing these bills. Um, I use it not not ref- necessarily reflecting mishmash or WDET here, um, but for I think a pretty important reason because when you look at the definition of what voter suppression is taken with the the motivation behind these bills. Now, I'm not in the heads of any Republican lawmakers who, who introduced these, but, um, you know, we had a guest on WDET just this week who uh, is a history professor at U of M who said, one of the great values of history is that it enables us to use the past to help us think about what's happening in the present. And if you look at the history of voter suppression and what historians agree is voter suppression... This is right along those lines, and it fits the definition well. Uh, And I'm not trying to say that in a partisan way. I'm just saying that that, I think, is a fair use of the term for what is happening nationwide. So that's my rant. Welcome. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But uh, uh, Barb, I'm curious what what your thoughts. I know I'm probably speaking to the choir here, but what are your thoughts on, on how that fits? Yeah, you're definitely preaching to the choir here because this legislation that we have seen introduced in Michigan is very similar to legislation that's been introduced in, in many other states, written by the Heritage Action Fund, if I if my memory serves me. And it all centers around politicians trying to choose their voters. And they're choosing their voters based on income, access. Th- that's how they're choosing their voters. And this has all been set up under the uh, guise of the big lie. And we have, we have Republican leaders that have been repeating that our elections have been, um, have, have been manipulated. They have been repeating the big lie. And now they have this legislation that they're introducing, which will solve everything. And the fact of the matter is that in Michigan and many other states, as well, we have Republican leaders that are failing to lead. Rather, they are repeating the lies. And what they need to be doing is telling their grassroots, boots on the ground individuals that they need to stand down, that the election has been audited, has been certified, and the election was accurate. They need to lead by telling their their grassroots activists that the election is over and in the united states and in michigan we accept election results and we move on and rather than changing the rules and trying to change access to the ballot get a better message get better candidates don't disenfranchise voters i know that for average people who are not in politics or who are not clerks sitting at home, this this can feel very um, – it's easy to feel like you don't have a lot of power. 
um, that you know things are things are happening to to them without their really being able to do anything about it because you know as you mentioned a lot of this is stemming from laws and things like that. What what advice do you have for people who are feeling disenfranchised right now and who want to to do something about this? I mean, should they be volunteering for uh, to help out with elections? I guess what what are some things that you want to see average people doing right now? You hit the nail on the head. I want to see people working the polls, volunteer. Actually, it's usually paid if you are a precinct worker, become a precinct worker, become an election administrator, get more involved in election administration. If you have questions, if you hear something that sounds concerning, contact your election administrator. Chances are they can explain and engage with you and educate you, and then you can educate others but certainly become a precinct worker and there is power in voting. That's why they're trying to take it away. There is power in voting and the more people vote, the more power we have. Barb Byram is Ingham County clerk. Barb, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mishmash and, uh, and, and talk to us about this really important issue. Oh my soul, thank you so much. And that's all for Mishmash. I'm Shana Roth. And I'm Jake Neer. Thanks for listening. 